0: Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. We're lacking in numbers yet again tonight, but the faithful trio are here once again. Welcome to Episode fifty-four of the Premier Non-League podcast. In association, with tackle this together, gents. I don't know what's going on. We can't seem to get a full lineup, can we? It's injury, holiday, fatigue, holidays. What's
2: I was I, I, I was ill last time.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, illness, a little bit of everything.
2: But I thought I was knocking on heaven's door. To be honest, <laughs> I
0: wanted
2: some, I wanted someone just to come and take me away. You know what I mean? It was that I felt that bad. It was unbelievable. But, but like,
0: Lazarus. like yeah, Lazarus. Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus, yeah. He's risen, He's risen, risen again. But Pete's ah. here fighting fit, and Chris is here as well. well
2: no, I wouldn't I go that far. I wouldn't go that far. All right,
0: you're here. You're here. How are we both?
1: Very well, thanks.
0: Yeah, Pete, Pete's just not Yeah, here. I'm all right. I'm all right. He's around. He's, He's around. He's
1: breathing. He's
0: breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so again, once again, defeated, but... There's never a never a shortage for us to talk about. It's been a, a busy a busy couple of weeks and the two well, literally within hours and days of us before we put the new pod out two weeks ago, we talked about South End and Scunthorpe on the Monday evening. By Tuesday, South End had agreed their takeover and Scunthorpe had agreed theirs uh, about a matter of probably hours, if not a couple of days afterwards as well. So it just goes to show even twenty-four footy hours a long time in football, isn't it? Huge.
1: I I, I um the Scunthorpe one still interests me, of course, because obviously Scunthorpe were in yeah. our league. Um there's so many outstanding payments to be made there that I don't think they're out of the woods yet. Mm. Um, I mean clearly it's it's great news for the club, but there's so much in the background that still is owed, not least um in, in payments to ex staff redundancy payments that um still a long way to go but well, at least they're in the, at least they're going in the right direction
0: absolutely and i know south ends is due to be complete by the 1st of november with a little bit of due diligence still to be undertaken and you touch wood and cross your fingers that nothing's going to go wrong for them in in that time and hope there's not a, another skeleton to fall out of ron martin's closet but um having spoken having spoken to a couple of people well it certainly won't be pound notes Pete falling out of his closet put it that way yeah. um, having spoken to a couple of people though it seems it's, it is there's every likelihood that it's not going to fall apart so hopefully uh, both clubs are on their way to recovery um, and um, nothing like that to worry about for any of our three clubs when it comes to financial issues at the moment and we'll come on to you in a moment Pete as we were both in FA Cup action this weekend so we're we start with Chris up at South Shields because you had a bit of a game, didn't you, on Saturday?
1: Oh yeah, we, didn't we off. Um away to Warrington. The um, Bogey team, aren't they? Bogey team, yeah. Um and the Bogey hit again. I mean it was a two-two draw, but um we we were they were down to ten men after eight seconds. Um <laughs> Sounds bizarre, but it's true. Um, from the kickoff, off uh, our full-back, John LeFood, went through, it was a long ball to him. He beat, got past his full-back and was brought down in the box. Eight seconds in, referee pointed the spot and immediately brandished a red card for professional foul. So, technically, for 90 minutes, South Shields played against 10 men, went 2-0 up after 15 minutes and then proceeded to draw the game. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I could say so much about it. What really just brought home there's nothing can be taken for granted in football. Um, it just shows we're, we're, we're human beings, and if you, no matter, I think no matter what sport you play or what activity you do, if you are in the lead of your match or game or whatever you're doing, and you and, and you have that advantage, I, I, I defy anyone to not just slightly take their foot off the gas just slightly, because you think it's done. And then obviously the opposition had to be in their bonnet and we gifted them their first goal. We gifted it to them um, with a bit of sloppy play from coming out of the back. They capitalised and got a foothold with a goal that they never looked like scoring. Had that mistake not been made, then I couldn't see Warrington getting back in the game. But as it was, they they defended to a man. And um, for me, the biggest thing for me was the fact that it was... a. It's an international break weekend. The crowd at Warrington was approximately 500 up on average. Um, and because of the Warrington comeback, the atmosphere was electric. It was a brilliant advert for non league football. And um, yes, we were disappointed, but Ronnie and I, we, we were commentating. We, it just did, I don't know, it was, the, the disappointment was diluted by the fact that it was just a fantastic spectacle and um a real credit to non league football it, it was just for the purest um for the neutral it must have been magic to watch and be part of terrific
0: was that the quickest goal you've
1: ever seen um not goal because uh, we took about 2 minutes for the penalty to be taken <laughs> uh, um but it's the quickest red card i think i've ever seen in the flesh 8 seconds yes. uh, i've i've watched i've watched
2: the highlights chris um and yeah i i thought there was probably a covering defender so i thought, yeah, was a little, I
0: thought look a, a I little thought bit so harsh
1: that, yeah that early in the game but having yeah. looked at
2: the, the highlights you had you had loads of chances yeah you did you had
1: loads the of chances the goalkeeper made two world class saves yeah. um world class i mean on the highlights it's difficult to see but we were in the right angles to see those two saves they were world class um and they they just put their bodies on the, literally put their bodies on the line. Mm.
2: Um, it was like it was, towards towards the end, you can see the rowingston fans every time there's a clearance, they would cheer him, yeah. And, like that. and then and then they went up the other end. Then they they nearly had a chance to win. They Nearly it. had a
1: chance, and and we were in, we, we were in with them. We were commentating in with them because we were. Thrown, <laughs> there's another subject. Ronnie <laughs> and I were thrown out of our, um, we were moved, shall we say, from our vantage point just before kick off, um. And uh, so we basically just in, went in among the Warrington fans. Um, before the game, there was a gentleman didn't like the fact that we were stood behind him. We were next to our cameraman. Didn't like the f- try to get our cameraman thrown out last year. <laughs> and he complained. <laughs> and um, we were asked to move. We explained. We were media. And the steward said, no problem. You can stay there. And then 10 seconds later, back, he comes and asks us to move. Ronnie... Kicks off, tells the guy to f off, and um, it was um, it was all interesting stuff. And um, so we commentated from t- three different points throughout the game. Um, so it was it was a it was a, a full on afternoon. It was terrific.
0: <laughs> those those extra five hundred, Chris, as well. Was there did Warrington put on some kind of offer, or was it literally just people walking up to watch playing um,
1: football? Not sure about an offer. I mean, you, you buy online. you Buy a ticket online, you save £3. Um, How much Um, is normal admission? 15 I think. There were 12 quid online for adults, which was terrific. Yeah, yeah. My my ex-brother-in-law lives in Warrington, follows Warrington. And so he's a Shields lad, but he's lived in Warrington for the last 30 years. So he follows Warrington, he goes to all the home games, and he's complained time and time again about different things at the club. And they've actually actioned on what he's complained about and he and it was just a there was extra um, drinking um outlets there was was no yeah, there was no real I don't think there was any kind of offers but um, and plus we only half of our regular away support went one half didn't travel so tremendous absolutely tremendous
0: Missed opportunity for yourself and spending more to go top, wasn't there, a 10 worth in FA Cup action?
1: Yeah, missed opportunity. Um, but it's going to be the same throughout the season. The reaction mm. of some supporters has been laughable. Um, some people who, six weeks ago, would have been happy with 12th to 15th place are now going ballistic and one or two are asking for Julio Waga's head. And they're really? Just they're just idiots, man. These people are just idiots. They're stupid.
2: Yeah, he drives me yeah. up the wall. He drives me up the wall with Worthing. You know, fans expect us to, to you know, win, win this league easily, and it's only our second season.
1: You're Like, get a grip, yeah. get, get a, a grip. grip. <laughs> so, 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 in essence, Shields players, Shields, these supporters, are saying we've been rubbish, yet we find ourselves two points off the top of National League North. Yeah, in your first season, yeah. first season, I just people on to quote. My brother, I effing hate people, me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think there is a real lack of patience, isn't there, for, for people as well. Let's talk FA Cup, Pete. Um, oh, hello. In, into the first round for, is it nearly a quarter of a century, the first, first appearance in
1: Sen?
2: Yeah, first time this century, so it's been 24 years.
1: Get in, fantastic. 24 years, yes, time, isn't it?
2: been a long time long time coming and what a display by the boys
0: and i I've, a... I've spoken to a couple of people who said bath didn't really offer that much which really surprised me having seen them already this season when they look really good value for that top six spot
2: yeah well if you if you have a look at um bath's highlights uh, yeah on youtube and they're, they're like 20 minutes long they're longer than in 5 minutes and you know, you'll you'll get a real good view of how the game was, but Worthing just didn't give me a chance. We just we just kept the ball so well, and if we did give mm. it away, we went it back really quick. And I was <laughs> I was so repre- apprehensive going into it because obviously we lost our captain Aaron seen last week, centre back, yeah, uh, with his knee, and it looks like he's going to be out for a while. And I was like, we well, have got no recognised defenders, so Kane Wills went on the left side of the back three. And and he, he he was he was absolutely immense. Um. So yeah, the 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 performance was you know not far off ten out of ten by 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 the boys on Saturday and a deserved a deserved two nil win. So yeah, you could you could say Bath didn't turn up, or you could say Werving stopped and playing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Either way, and superb attendance as well, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, 1883, which highest this season, as far as I'm aware. Must yeah. be. Yeah.
0: Must be sniffing that road to Wembley. That must have been, uh, you know, all <laughs> those extra people along.
2: Yes, <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon, you know.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, you know, as as Chris said, with the international break as well, I'm sure there were a few extra Brighton fans that popped yeah. along as well. Um, yeah. Biggest biggest game in the area, actually, wasn't it Bar Horsham? Yeah, yeah. You know, Horsham, yeah.
2: Well. Horsham Dorking was interesting, wasn't it? Horsham Dorking was, uh, was,
0: yes, very, very interesting indeed. well We'll come to that in a minute. Barnett obviously got a replay. Well, they would have replayed by the time the pod comes out on uh, on Friday. Uh um, oh, you
2: were you were two nil up as well, weren't we? We were
0: two nil up. Um, and I thought, do you know what? At, at that point, Pete, I was actually thinking, here we go, we're gonna do one for you here. We're gonna get one over on Averley. Um and we were absolutely cruising, really should have put them to the sores. Um they got back into it just before half time when we didn't clear a throwing into our area and then the uh, second half I'll be I'll be honest, we had we had chances where we had created a lot of pressure, but we didn't apply anything in those areas. We hit the bar once, had a couple of efforts as well. I'd, I'd say over the over the balance of the second half, they deserved to get their equaliser. It wasn't as uh, late as that, but the fact they were down to nine men by the time they scored, um, we should have closed that out. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a. If you read a lot of their Twitter pages and their fans and everything as well, they uh, they believe the referee was fully on fully on our side. Which I would in a way I'd be inclined to say there should have been a few free kicks that should have gone their way where I thought actually we'd committed fouls and the referee wasn't having any of it. But the first guy got sent off for leading with his elbow in the centre half's face and that was his second that was his second yellow card to go off. The second one I don't think he went for the foul. I think he said something to the referee and having having seen what his performance had been like over the over the game as well, you would have just uh, kept your mouth shut. they were a little bit indisciplined with that and I believe that would would put both their players out of the um, out of the net, uh, out of the replay. Sorry, as well. So uh, hopefully there will be uh, that little bit further depleted. But we'll um, we'll actually put it to bed on a <laughs> Tuesday night. By the time the pod comes out on Friday, you'll find out whether <laughs> we have or not, and whether we're actually in the draw for the first round of the FA Cup, which we move on to yet. And I don't know about you guys, but obviously Pete, for you and I, we had our interest in it with our clubs and that. But watching the draw yesterday for the first round. The non-league clubs came out better than they did for the fourth qualifying round.
1: Yeah. Yes. Agreed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, um, sorry. I was expecting you to add something to that, Pete, but never mind. Oh, um, <laughs> I missed I mean, my not,
2: prompts. I miss my prompts.
0: I picked out, <laughs> I've picked out a few, which, um, yeah, the, which I think are, are, are great ties for the non-league clubs. Hereford at home to Gillingham, who or without Gillingham without a manager at the moment. Cray Valley, who obviously I don't know what Steve McKim is putting in the water down there, but they haven't lost a cup tie this year. So that includes the FA Trophy and the Kent Senior Cup. They haven't lost a cup game. Wow. Played three league games. They're unbeaten in those three as well. Um, almost a brand new side beginning of the season as well when he took over. They've got a trip to. Charlton Athletic, which actually is That's almost great. a local derby.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, for yeah. them where they are. Um, Marine against Harrogate, fantastic for them. I can see that being one of the TV games.
1: I can. Um, yeah, be yeah.
0: surprised it isn't. Horsham who knocked out Dawkin and uh, Mark White gave his infamous after match <laughs> interview afterwards, which is very very interesting. Got a trip to Barnsley, uh, Billrick and Sheppard, who replayed during the week. Home to Walsall. Works up with a, a great trip to play at Stockport. You know, you, you wouldn't bank on them getting through, but they've got a great chart, you know, great great stadium to play in over there. And mm. Ramsgate hosting um, Hemel or Woking, who again replay this week. And I've worked it out. There's seven guaranteed non league clubs in the second round because those ties of clubs playing yeah. each other. Um, for you, Pete, obviously, you got a trip up to Alfreton. Um, in the north, so your one yeah. is guaranteed seven as well. And if Barnet yeah. do progress against Avery, they're away to Kers and Ashton. So, Chris, what can you tell us about those two northern sides that Worthing are definitely facing and Barnet are potentially facing?
1: Um, Alfreton are um, um, beatable. Um, I, 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 I'd be, uh, I, I would make Worthing slight favourites on that. Um, from what I've seen so far, um, is it a good draw? Is it not? Yeah, you think is it for Worthing the first time in twenty four years, and they've got to go to to Alfreton. Um, but it is an ideal opportunity to get around two. You know, um, I
2: think I think that's it, Chris. I think you know, watching it yesterday, and I, I, it was like, oh, Alfreton away, great. <laughs> um, but, like you say, what an opportunity. You know, yeah. a, a, a team at, at our level, um, yeah. obviously, you know, never played them before in our history, so it's a whole new thing. But, you know, even if it, if we it, if it get a draw there, bring them back to our place, I, I, I
1: yeah, do fancy us. Um, yeah, they're limited. They're limited. They're limited. Yeah. Um, not a bad side, but they are beatable. Um, and I'd, I'd make you slight so favourites. Yes, they've got home advantage. Still mm. fancy you guys to do a job, whether it takes ninety minutes or one hundred and eighty minutes. I'm not sure. Mm.
0: And Curzon, they still manage this, aren't they?
1: Curzon are a good side. Um, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. They've had a good start of the season, Curzon, and um, I haven't really seen much of them this season because we have obviously they haven't played Shields yet. But I've seen a little bit of them on bits and pieces, and they're well organised. They're a good side. Uh, that'll be a tough gig. Um, uh, it's obviously got to make Barnett favourites. There's no doubt about that.
0: Well, well let's let's, be get t- t- Let, let's get through first. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, through.
1: And, and, and if you get through, yes, Barnett are favourites, but it's it's not an easy one. That really is a tough, tough draw. I think for that's a t- that really is a tough one.
0: I think. I mean, they don't play on plastic, do they?
1: I don't think so. But don't quote me on that. Was haven't been because that's been our um, downfall the last
0: couple of weeks as well. The pitch at Averley on Saturday wasn't fantastic either. A bit like the one at Dorking the week before. So, um, yeah, Dean was hoping for a home, a home tie for a change. We haven't, we haven't really had a lot of luck in the FA Cup or the trophy in the last year with, with, with getting a home tie. Everyone seems to like to draw us out away, which is beautiful for travel, mm. but not fantastic. So, if we're picking three TV games from that little list I gave you. What do you reckon they're gonna go for?
1: Definitely uh I definitely think Marine Harrogate. M- Marine Harrogate. Um uh, I don't know. I I I wouldn't like the guess because
2: <laughs> they might go Kidderminster Fleetwood.
0: Yeah, I did think of that as a possibility mm. as well, yeah. Definitely Charlton. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. But will yeah. they
0: go Chesterfield and Portsmouth? Because that is an absolute cracker on paper. Mm. To be fair,
1: definitely. That, that's a yeah, that's a yeah. given. That's a yeah. given. Um,
0: and I mean as well, they pick probably. I can't remember how many games is probably as many as eight. Will move to the Sunday for the highlights package as well. So the likes of Horsham and Billericay or Sheppey, who get will sort of work, works off as well, will likely get the Sunday Sunday game as well. Which again is all extra money, isn't it? As well as it goes, of course.
2: Yeah, there's yep. a lot of there's a lot of candidates there for TV games.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see which which picks they get, which might be out by the time the pod comes out on Friday. So we'll see if we've been right with uh, with any of our our picks on those. But I definitely I don't, don't have... think Pete is gonna be an or uh, Barnet or Avery on TV, is it? No, no. Can't see it.
1: Can't no. see it. But did any of you guys see the um the tweet from Leak Town FC after yes. uh mm at AFC filed. You yeah. can stick your sandwiches. <laughs> um some people took it the wrong way. I think some of our lot thought how you know how bad that was of leak to do that, but what they didn't realize is that filed wouldn't let the, the leak players and staff into the lounge to eat their food. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah that,
0: was the, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. was the reason behind it. Yeah. That was the reason behind it. Funny enough, Chris, I'd seen it the opposite way round. I saw the fire. I, I saw the bit first that said they weren't allowed in, and then yeah. I saw the sandwich bit left outside afterwards. And I thought, you know what? I don't blame them for leaving the sandwiches Absolutely there. Absolutely not. And, you know that's that's it. very
1: disrespectful.
0: Very disrespectful.
1: Hugely. Um, so yeah. So we've got some of our fans thought that leak were being, you know, uh, facetious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, big time Charlies and disrespectful, but. It was it was their natural. I think I I would have done them. I would I think I would have done more than just leave the sandwiches at the door. If I'm honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. sort of dirty protest with the was, sandwiches smeared all over the glass. Yeah, that's mean, what I was going to say. It. Yeah,
0: they're probably a bit a bit surprised. I think that didn't happen, but um, yeah, not very nice. That Chris, talk to me about Pascal Chimbonda and
1: Skelmersdale United. Oh, Pascal Chimbonda, yeah. I just hope it's not an appointment that is purely for name only. Um, Mm. Played at Sunderland, of course, Pascal. Um, Good character.
0: Yeah, he Um, he had a a couple of little spells in the north, didn't he, with Washington and Ashton Town. But he had very limited appearances, didn't he, from the two of them. So it's a little bit of mm ties to the area, but that's about as far as
1: I can see into it. Yeah. and You know, what is his knowledge of the game at that level? Is it really important that you need it? I don't know. Kevin Phillips came in, you know, so South Shield without any managerial experience, but um hope it goes well. Will it? Um it's 50 50, I have my doubts. Yeah,
0: but, um, very, very
1: strange, isn't it? Okay the, the strange one. Um what's he what's he doing that for? Like mm. you, you can understand deal doing it. Yeah, you know, former Premier League footballer. Um but what is he doing that for? That's that would be my concern.
0: Uh, maybe we might see a bit in the next couple of weeks come out from him and just maybe a little bit of a, a, bit, a bit of an explanation but yeah so it's one of the strangest things i think to come up on on social media apart from mark white's interview in the last like the uh, 72 hours i think well, so. if he's going to be uh, anything late mark white it'll be interesting <laughs> yeah could you imagine? yeah <laughs> absolutely brilliant then um, there's been a fair few actually managerial moves in the last last couple of weeks as well um Adam Murray leaving AFC file at the bottom of the of the National League. Um, Mickey Mellon joining Oldham. Uh, Mark Mulsey back in the game at Hazen and Yedding, and Paul Doswell coming in at, at Sholing, where Dave Driper, I think it is, has moved upstairs after a long, a long time there. And and one Pete you put in the group early, which which I'd seen as well with um Paul Barnes leaving Hastings. Mm. Um which seems a little bit odd that one. We'll come to We'll, yeah. we'll come to that one in a second as well, but when you look at the national league as well, the four sides that are cut that have come up in the last two years have all struggled that little bit. And um, I mean, file came to us a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty young team they put out, and in the end they, they led the game for 18 minutes. Unlucky not to come away with with something we we that well to um to get the win in the end, but um. Is it? Is there starting to become that little bit of a gap between those sides in the national league and the sides that come up? Ipswich e- started like a house on fire, and they've dropped off ag- again the last few weeks. You know what? What's the expectations of some of these clubs? I know fired a full time, but what's the expectations when they go up? Where are they expecting to to finish, and are they giving their managers the resources to make it happen?
2: I think it's 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 league free, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you got so you got so many old league teams in there that for anyone to go up from from the national leagues and you know the Isthmians as we were, um, it, it's 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 going to be if get in the national league, it's going to be it's going to be really difficult to compete with some of the budgets that some of these these clubs have got, apart think, from the ones yeah. that are, are in trouble because I know a, few, yeah. a lot of clubs run in debt, which mm. isn't ideal. No. Um, like Chesterfield owe a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. So so you've got the aspect as well. So is it a level playing field? I, I don't I don't know.
1: I don't think it is, Pete. Obviously, Chesterfield this year I look as it's going to be like promotion or bust, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but if you look at it, if you said like League Three, if you go back twenty-five, thirty years, the, the Vauxhall conference as it was, was a, a non-league setup. Um yeah. part-time um, now footballers can make a damned good living in the National League mm-hmm. full-time. You can make a real career out of playing non-league football. That is the level the National League is at. It is League 3 in all but name. And if anybody says otherwise, they're barking up the wrong tree. Um, and it's only going to get bigger. I, th- I think um, I can't see it getting any smaller. That is a, that, That's a fact. And it's about how you approach. I, I do believe, you know, and I know there's a bit of favoritism and things like that, but uh, because of who who we support. But I, I look at someone like Worthing. Do it right, you know. You've got a sound footing. Don't live beyond your means, and if you do that, you've got at least half a chance. Mm. But, but then, as you say, when you go up, is it worth it? Yeah. You know, if, if you are a particular club, if you reach your ceiling, is it worth putting your club in danger? Which is what's happened to the clubs we've mentioned before: mm. your Scunthorpe, your South Ends, and all of this Chester Chesterfield. I mean, you know, I mentioned on the last last show, you're about Svennymoor. Yeah. Hundred and fifty thousand pound loss per year for the last five years. How can that be sustainable? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's really. only going to get bigger. As clubs come down from the Football League and come into the National League, they're going to have these big budgets and other clubs are going to have to try and step up to meet them and there's going to be casualties along the way. Always will be.
0: Mm. One question I'd like to ask both of you, because you're both National League the same as I am as well. What I what I don't understand is why clubs' budgets can't be released in the general in the general domain the club chairman know exactly what they are between each other and everything. Not interested in what they spend it on, how they how they divvy out between their players' wages is entirely up to them. But if everyone's budget was available so you could see what each club has got to spend. Obviously, it's going to show that we haven't got a level playing field, but. Why can't we why can't we just see that information? Because we know we know Chesterfield are overspending, but we know what is their budget compared to say what Dorkin are spending. How they spend it, again, is entirely up to them. But why can't we see that information? Why is it not public?
1: Um, I think because they don't want us to see it. But at the same time, if you go to um company's house, if you go on the company's yeah, house website, Precisely, yeah. You know, you you'd be able to get, you know, um, Wages budget, uh, promotion budget, by Mrs Soriosos Yeah. Well, it won't be budget. It'll be actual physical actual spend. Yeah, yeah. But it, you know, the budget's a different thing. Um, I mean, you could, you know, the South Shields budget. You know, I think you know, the playing the playing sites, something like six hundred thousand pounds there are there about. And obviously, you've got other wages as well and other costs. But that's not necessarily, you know, the budget is not necessarily the actual outlay. So company's house is the only thing. And because it's you can get stuff from company's house, yeah, Trev, you're right. Why can't they just be open and honest? Because if you want to do a little bit of digging, you can find out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but on
2: the, on the other side of the coin, yeah. I suppose if they, you know, okay. clubs came out and said, All right, this is what player budget is for the season ahead. Um, and then they, they bring players in. Uh, could he open up the players? Because they've, the fans would have an idea of who's at the highest paid and the lowest paid.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then if someone's not performing, then the fans could get on his back and go, you know, all this, your waste of money would start chirping out like it does in, in like the Premier yeah. League, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so... In some cases,
0: Pete, that chirps out anyway. <laughs> yeah, true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look at JJ Hooper last season at South Shields. Yeah. Um, um, he was on big wages, you know, he's come from a National League club, you know for a fact he's going to be on big wages which was the season before last by the way, but obviously it all came to a head last season when he was um, surplus to requirements and he got booed and chanted at because um, he was on good money, so it does happen anyway, it already mm. happens
0: Yeah, So I mean the thing is we can all speculate cool. on, on what player gets what and who gets what, I mean you know I, I think actually if they ever release that You'd probably be surprised that, like Christ, he's only he was he was only getting so much, and he was actually yeah. on on this, and I don't think he was he was worth that. And like I say, i I I don't care what player gets what money. That's down to the club to decide what size contract they give him. But I can't see why that that kind of information can't be released, and then everyone goes, "Well, Christ, they've got you know two point two million. Why are they sitting mm. tenth in the league? They should be first, and yet they're do, you know they're doing it on 800,000. Yeah. you know and it maybe it would just show up who's doing a good job who's who's not doing quite a good job that's with right. money so, at disposal
1: if it was all down to money manchester city would win the premier league by 25 points every year so point mm. was turning up that's not how football works
0: it's not quite um, close to that in the top level in it
1: <laughs> yeah <But> so, <laughs> i mean there's another bit of talk about managerial you know changes um by the time this comes out um i mean there's Uh, It looks like Mike Williamson is going to be a big favorite to land the MK Don job.
2: Um. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
1: So he might or- it might already have come to a little bit more fruition by the time this comes out, but obviously he. You know, it's done a magnificent job at Gateshead. Magnificent. I don't think it can be underestimated just how good a job he's done there, with a, a team and a club that was almost out of business,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and has risen like Lazarus, if you if you, if you like, and <laughs> on a on what must be a very small budget compared to other clubs. And some of the football they've played, and I've witnessed it, is exceptional. So he though wants to. Get more money to play with, and, do, and fair enough, he's ambitious. So he's going to go higher, isn't he? Yeah, it's
2: it's it's, well, it's just only natural, isn't it? What yeah. it is?
1: That's football as well. That's that's yeah. life, isn't it?
0: It's life. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, there are, I think, it's four four league two clubs without managers at the moment. And when you're yeah. doing well in non-league, you know, people are going to are, are going to look at you, and those that want to take a different approach. As yeah. well, I mean the f- funny thing was actually looking looking today across Twitter at MK Dons' appointment of Graham Alexander, and the reason they want to get rid of him is they don't like his style. But his style they knew when they appointed him; he's not going to change it. Why, why mm-hmm. waste the three four months when he appointed in August?
1: Is it because he was on the Salford City um, docu series? You know, oh, it's Graham Alexander. He possibly was, he's off, yeah. he's, off yeah. the, he's off the telly. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. Quite possibly.
0: But yeah, no doubt, you know, the managerial merry go round doesn't doesn't stop, does it? And uh constantly carries on. We're we'll just chat about the one at Hastings, Pete, because um you've probably seen a few bits about the budget being being cut a few weeks ago apparently. Um I've seen a couple of other things since of like your point someone out of the area that then brings players in from out of the area and trains out of the area doesn't bode well. You know, social media is great. for depending on what you read, depending on what you believe, and depending on which is the actual truth down the middle of the line, isn't
2: it? Oh, I love social media. You know, you look at Nigel Farage's tweet the other day. (laughs)
1: Let's not not bring him into this, please.
2: (laughs) Um, he, he tweeted out. A bloke got arrested because he had he was holding the union flag and the police came Met Police had to come out and say, no, that was not why he was arrested for holding the flag. And of course, Farage went on one, you know, what's this country coming to? Blah blah. <laughs> typical, typical knob, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but but any, anyway, like you say, in social it's it's social media, it's very interesting. And you you have to take a lot of things with a pinch of salt that you read. Um, like, like, you're just with the leak sandwiches, you know, I saw some replies yeah. to that, and yeah. people got totally the wrong end of the stick, but that's been clear, Absolutely. up there. Um, so yeah, but with the, with the um, with the Hastings, it's one it's interesting, obviously, because they haven't got the ground now, have they? No, nope. that's going to be gone, yeah. Um, they're going to have to play somewhere else. This manager's start of the season,
0: uh, yeah, right in the summer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know he hasn't had a lot of time they've, they've reduced the budget they're obviously trying to cut costs et cetera et cetera so what why why sack him i don't i don't I don't get it
0: yeah, I mean I'd look at the league table as well they're two points off the playoffs so they've only played about yeah. 10 games yeah. um li- little bit a li- little bit strange I mean I know they're quite a progressive club, you know they do want to push on um and I know their new ground was a big big part of that so how how that'll affect because the pilot fields unsustainable isn't it to yeah you know keep that up to scratch to to get it up to another level so you know it's uh, a lot of people want someone more local to come back in as well um i know but, but I, they're
2: not they're not going to be local next season are they
0: not to go out to eastbourne or somewhere else to, no, to, share, exactly. to try and go up one further yeah i know and know, and, uh, and
2: this model of you know, players out of area and or tra- not training there, etc. Um, Lewis for doing the same thing.
0: I was gonna say I was, yeah, I was a- absolutely just what I was gonna say, Pete. Lewis do exactly the same. They've done it for is it two, three years, Tony Russell's been there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't affect them. I uh, you know I see. again, it depends what you read to whether you think, well, you know, I, I saw someone put up about, you know, it sends the wrong message out to youth players that there's no pathway through and everything. But in that respect, I think if you're good enough, you're going to get a
1: chance. Mm. Yeah. I would say would so. Man- so would, the, would this managerial um, sacking have anything to do with wage bill? Was was that manager on good money or...? Uh, I don't know. He was at Dulwich last year.
0: Um Got the sack before they got relegated from the National League South, ironically into um, Hastings League. Um, he was at Red Hill before then, so he's always had more connection, probably, with that end of the uh, mm-hmm. of, of the country. I don't know. They, yeah. you know I mean, um, they've got they they've got much different owners now. Um, before, when it was Billy Wood, it was very very well driven, wasn't it, Pete? Yeah. To, you know, move on. Um, and there's. Almost taken a step, sti- a step sideways, but still want to go forwards, I think. So um, that'd be an interesting one to see who uh, who gets that in the in the next couple of weeks, I think, as well. Um, while we're on social media, excuse me, something I've managed to uh, pick out today with um, Lewisham Borough against Lordswood in the Kent Senior Trophy.
2: Oh, that's interesting. At the weekend, Very yeah. interesting
0: one, isn't it, Pete? Which is why, why I picked it out for us. Us to talk about. um A case of mistaken identity for one of the Lewisham players was given a second yellow card when he hadn't already been been booked. And the player was sent off after the referee consultated with the opposition bench, not the That's... home bench, which is extremely strange in itself. Sent yeah. the player off. Uh, Lewisham had to play, how many minutes was it with 10 men? Quite a few. I and think, owners. and lost the tie. At least. The at least.
2: Six, 68th minute, 68th minute. Yeah, so
0: that's about 22 minutes. I think, did they lose the tie 3-2?
2: Yeah, 3-2 in
0: the end. 3-2. And after the game, the uh, assessor pointed out to the referee that he'd sent the wrong player off, at which point the referee obviously offered an apology, but too little, too late. But why are we constantly talking about officials managing to find a wrong decision from somewhere far too often.
1: Is are not good enough? It's too many officials coming into the game that simply aren't good enough. And that is not just saying referees are crap. It's not. There are good officials out there. The referee South Shields had against Hereford two weeks ago was outstanding because nobody talked about him. He That's, ran the game yeah. brilliantly. Nobody said anything. He... he um, Got it. Nobody said a word immediately after the game about a ref, anything to do with the referee. He was yeah. brilliant. Now there's too many simply not good enough, and I, I look at attitudes as well. That some of them are purely, purely in it to have their egos massaged. We have our we have our egos massaged, don't we? We do podcasts, we do all sorts of stuff, and we yeah, we get our egos massaged, but we're not aloof about it. We're not arrogant about it. Some of these officials are, and if you look at, I, I, this is a non-league podcast, but I'll bring up the sending off of Dan Neal of Sunderland against Middlesbrough a week on Saturday. Um, Dan Neal opened his mouth. He was already on a yellow. The referee gave him a second yellow, but didn't even look at him when he brandished the red card. He just yeah. put the red card in his face whilst looking away. Mm. If that was, I would have knocked the referee out. <laughs> it was Dan Neal. And how dare you do that? That is just yeah. appalling behaviour. Now, and these officials are in the game purely, purely for their own massage, for their own egos to be massaged. They're simply not good enough. Yeah, I don't and know. Need... It... So, sorry, Chris. No, no. As soon as the the
2: referees realise it's it's an it's entertainment football, and it's about the twenty two players on the pitch expressing themselves. It's not yeah. about them at no. all. And they need to get that out of their, their heads, to be honest. And the other thing they're not realising is these rules are coming down from the a, from a top and it feeds its way through the leagues. And obviously in the Premiership, you've got VAR. Thank God we haven't got it at our level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but they've got VAR and they're sort of adhering to sort of a different interpretation of certain laws. But obviously... You know, in the Premiership, they can they can go back and look at things and go, "That was yeah. wrong. That was wrong. That was right." Whatever, whatever. Um, so we haven't got this, and there's no common sense now. The referee that Worthing had a week ago Saturday against Taunton, he'd play, he'd, he'd officiated five games this season, and he'd already dished out 33 yellow cards, and I think it was two two reds, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's it's like why is before he officiated our game why isn't it someone not looking at those stats and going there's something going on here yeah there's something not right why is he giving some so many yellow cards um and then so add the worthing stats onto that is another another nine yellows another yellow that turned into a red and a straight red as well so that's like 40 odd cards in six games yeah. And, you, and you've got to look at it and go, hold on a minute, it's, there's, there's something wrong with this chap's officiating. And it wasn't yeah. a dirty game, by any you, you wouldn't look at it and go, there was a dirty tackle in the whole game. There just there just wasn't. You know, there was a few little niggles. There was a, um, I think one of our players got booked for descent just for a change. Um, but, but most of it was just innocuous, you know, sort of tackles that he could have just let go. Um, and let the game flow, but he, he, he just made the day about himself, and it was it was just ab- absolutely ludicrous. And obviously, we had the instance of the A- elderly ref before who didn't know the rules from the penalty, and and you, and you're like, how is this? How is this still? So you, but, it, going but it goes on? to
1: the it, it's going right to the top level, you know. These you know officials can't, can't don't understand VAR. So if they can't get it right at Premier League level, how on earth do we expect referees to get it right at our level? Mm. And it's systematic throughout the game. I I worry about the future of the game because of the, um, because I just can't see there being an improvement because the game's getting quicker, as fitness gets better, as players get stronger, faster, and most of the referees. There's no disrespect to them. I mean, I I didn't make it in football, you know, so these referees are coming in because they're not, they're clearly not getting a game at whatever level they played at or didn't play at. So clearly they weren't at the right standard on the pitch Mm. as footballers. So how are they going to be expected to keep up with a game that they couldn't keep up with as a player? Mm. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, was good, I was going to say it's as if the, the the standard of the games got better. The standard of the refereeing isn't moving it, moving with it as well. It's still lagging into.
1: behind. And I, I, I firmly believe, and then it'll never happen. But I believe the PFA and whatever um, board needs to make sure that there are pathways, like there, there's pathways in cricket. There are fast track pathways to to bring former first class cricketers into the first class umpires panel very quickly. I've seen it with I, I can name names, but there's a football podcast, so I, so I won't. But the principle is there is a pathway for players to stay in the game by umpiring. Now you've got to try and keep players in the game by refereeing and 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 and, like, and doing the lines. Um, so pay them properly. And, and because then these ex players who've played at the right levels, they know the game. They know the little nuances, the little nudges, the little the little bits that these referees don't because they haven't mm. played at the level they've officiated at.
0: The other thing I was gonna say as well, Pete, going back to that referee with his thirty-three yellow cards over five games and that, was there any breakdown of what he was booking players for? And the only reason I say that is because when we play filed at the beginning of the month we're, what, two two months into the season, aren't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Their guy got sent off for a second yellow card for booting the ball 20 yards down the pitch. Now, they've been booking players for that for two months. But that player is that thick to go and do that when he's on a yellow card. The only place he's going is down the tunnel. Mm. So would it help if every week there there were stats coming out? You know, we get... I say we get overloaded. If we get some great stats on absolutely everything, player-wise, manager-wise, percentage of possession, everything like that, if they actually put out there a bit more often, you know, so-and-so at the weekend, book seven players for kicking the ball away, that's not the fault of the referee, though, is it? No, it's Those not. Seven players that no. are still not able to follow the law. And I'm not saying every referee is exactly the same and there are going to be some right. that are going to book things when they are, shouldn't, but kicking the ball away, standing in front of a free kick, is an instant yellow card. So would that help if there was a bit more communication coming the opposite way back to us?
2: I don't think so because that referee—he
0: was just shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for that, like for say, that particular for that particular performance, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe.
2: But like I said, there, there wasn't a dirty tackle in the game. You know, it was just it was just ludicrous. It was it was
1: embarrassing. It was really embarrassing to be honest. So, he's dished out 40-odd yellow cards in six games. Mm. Yeah. That's an average of seven and a half cards a game. Yeah. 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 But then Thanks I've been to a lot. couple of games as well where there's been seven
0: or eight cards dished out and you think, it's not a dirty game. And if you look at what he's dishing them out for, again, a majority of it is still time-wasting. And the yeah. players kick, kick, kicking the ball away. His stats are going to go up. But, yeah. you, know, you know, like I say, just with that file player, we're two months into the season. Why are you booting a ball 20 yards away? And especially when you're already on a yellow card, you're adding to the stats. Yeah. You know, some of these yeah. players that are still getting booked for some of these things now, <clears throat> you know, the club should be, excuse me, looking at them and going, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, we're not in yeah. August now where it's still a little bit fresh and maybe September. We're in October. You've seen what happens. Why are you still persisting with it? You know, I'm not standing up for every single referee
1: but no. Oh, he, he
2: wants to be he wants to be best best friends with ref support on twitter
1: yeah
0: no i just I, mean you know to be to be fair there was a referee last season we had um at woking called daniel middleton who's now moved into the football league um and his record actually obviously, you know, we didn't have the kicking the ball away and everything. They should have been booked for their last five years in last season. And his record, when you looked at it, didn't matter what referee level he was at, Premier League 2, the academies, the National League, the odd football league game. There were bookings galore and sendings off galore. But if there was that communication coming back, the same same as they need to do with the VAR at the top level and everything you would get that little bit more respect coming back. But I think, and both of you probably agree, so far gone the other way that yeah. it's going to take such a long time well, to get any of that respect back. And those referees that are good, that do referee in the right way, are almost, you know, swimming against the tide, aren't they?
1: Yeah, are. yeah. As just say, the referee we had against Hereford was outstanding. And to be fair, the referee on Saturday against Warrington, you know, yeah... He was a bit harsh with the red card, and but he had he still had, I think, a reasonable game. There was, there was nothing that stood out. No, nobody said the ref was rubbish. It was just, and there's not. It was so. There, no. They are out there. there are lots and lots of good officials out there. Unfortunately, yeah. the percentage yeah. of poor ones has risen. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And, and that we just need to sort that out. That's it. The, the referee we had Saturday, I think, he dished
2: two yellow cards out all game. Yeah. Um. He, he, you know, I say like uh, Chris would say, you know, he's had tell a good ref because he, he was anonymous. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Some of the and challenges on Saturday. Some of the challenges on Saturday. They were brutal, brutal challenges, but they were fair. No one was going in to hurt the opposition. They were going in to win balls, and the referee let it go on. Where it, it, I've seen it in other ways, it would be seen as dangerous play. But these, the referee allowed the game to flow with. The tackling was fierce, it was ferocious, and the referee allowed it to go on and it made for a much better spectacle. Uh, and no one was complaining. No yeah. one. Were, I mean, one of our lads, John Lithudu, got booked for simulation. Um Yeah, their goalkeeper didn't like that, did they? He didn't. Um <laughs> but their goalkeeper got booked as well for his nonsense. So but but he the referee did it well. So they are out there. They are. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: definitely. yeah. You're not wrong,
1: right? It's just—it's
0: just, it's just a
2: shame we just have to keep discussing referees. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: I don't—I don't think they're were quite as bad as Mark White, but um, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> leave it there on that one. Yeah, that, really,
1: that, that interview will take on legendary status, I think. Although, seeing that he's probably going to get better, isn't he? He's probably going to get even more wild as as, Abs, the, as yes. the interviews go on.
0: Absolutely. Um, you mentioned earlier, Chris, and uh, we touched on it as well, Pete. We've been at the international break for it's not just the Premier League these days, the championship disappears and when you look into league one and two, there's very, very little going on in there as well. So we get probably what, is it four or five international breaks now a season, mm. I think, something like that. Yeah. We obviously have obviously have a non league day in March every year, has been the case, I think, for the last seven years. Been superbly organised and everything. But now we've got so many opportunities as non-league clubs and fans and, and everything with these with these international breaks, and you know, Chris, you said there was a, probably at least five hundred more. Pete, yeah. you'd say there's probably a good five hundred more on Worthing's Gate, more than their average as well at the weekend. Do you think sort of there should be something else that non leagues should start doing on these international breaks? Just what's limiting it to being just
1: one non-league day? Yeah. Yeah. Make every international break non league day. Yeah. And, and have a have specific, you know, um FA led or football league or whatever league led um ideas, not um so that you can just yeah, do something on this non league day, do something on that non league day, do four, three or four, whatever it is. Yeah. Um to get to get people in. If anybody was a neutral and went to Warrington on Saturday because they normally go to, I don't know, um, any any teams in Cheshire or Lancashire, you know, but they went to Warrington and saw that on Saturday and they're used to watching Premier League or, and VAR and they got that. I think I'd be giving up my Premier League season. Yeah, to
0: absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you've guys seen these um, ground hops they are organised mm. about three or four times a year. Um, there's one actually in Sussex, Pete, in the two weekends time uh, down here. But they've done it at step five and six. Um, and they basically put one game in on a Friday evening, three on a Saturday, and two on a Sunday. But they're all geographically linked, so you can get to each one quite easy, especially when you've got the three on the, on the Saturday as well. But do you think sort of they're ideal for the international break weekends, mm. where you think, I mean, yeah. those... Um, I, th- I, mean, I think those crowds, they had it in Kent last weekend um, and I think they had an average of around about 400 people to a step five and a step six game between the six games. So, you know, on international break weekends, do you think they're a, a good idea or is it? do you think leagues themselves can set up and go, actually, how about we move a few kick-off times and see if we can add a bit extra to this?
1: Yeah, do whatever it takes. Um, certainly ground hop. I mean, the, the Northern League, the you know i've got i've got my own thoughts on the northern league um, hierarchy back then but to be fair then they did ground hop i remember they did a ground hop easter weekend good friday and oh, easter saturday mm. you know um and there was something like i think three games on good friday and three games on easter saturday yes it's the northern league and everybody's pretty close anyway but hey it it worked um i mean there's a thing i mean um our last home game against Hereford, we had fans from Carrick-Fergus in Northern Ireland, um, from Carrick Rangers. So they came. They come every October to the northeast when they have a Saturday. Some of their games are played on a Friday or a, or a Sunday. And they came from from, um, from Carrick-Fergus in Northern Ireland and had a fantastic day. So if they can do it, we can do it.
0: Absolutely. Pete, what do you think? Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm all for any any sort of promotion of non-league is absolutely absolutely fantastic, and yeah, I didn't I didn't know about this that, that ground hop thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to be to be totally honest. I know there's ground yeah. hoppers, but yeah. I, didn't know, yeah. I didn't I didn't know they all got together and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just converged.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. They're uh, like the, I mean, they're like the I mean, relay, like the camera, they're, they're like our version of camera real yeah. real people. <laughs> I mean, think, thinking just
0: off the top of my head, Pete, you've got Worthing United, Lancing, and Worthing within five mile of each other. Yeah, and then Shoreham. Shoreham, mm-hmm. if you go, you go that little bit further, but you've just got those. I think actually, fun enough, in the Sussex, Pop in two weeks' time, Shoreham are the Friday night game, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, uh, as it goes. But you think just between those three, uh, you know, in three different steps... You, yeah. can, you could do all three of those in one day. Stagger kick-off times. Yeah. Simple, really. Isn't it? Yeah. Simple. I think so many people would manage that. Like us say, with four or five international breaks in a year, there's, you know, plenty of time to organise it. Yeah. And like yeah, you say, yeah, better than having one non- non- non-league day a year, really, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Right, I
1: mean, at, least, at least, sorry, Trevor, just at least make every international break non-league day. Yeah. yeah. Every single one. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah. and take it from there and try and build
0: yeah, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's up to clubs then if they want to participate once twice yeah. or five times in a year I think that'd be uh, mm. something I think they can uh, some, somebody should have a look at shouldn't they and get going absolutely but, right time to us almost start wrapping up and um, Pete anything else no I think we've, we've covered everything sort of uh, oh, I'm, good I'm good at, at this fair. yeah <laughs> Did you know there's only three sides with a hundred percent record left mm. in country? Who are they? Mikeloa. One. Um. Ah.
2: Oh, oh no! Somebody's went last week, didn't they? Oh, that's Radcliffe's
0: scary. went. Yeah, Radcliffe's has gone. Yet, yeah. go on. Oh, who, who else? I'll find it in a sec. Because I know who. I remember who one was. I couldn't remember who the other one was when i looked earlier that's a
2: brilliant question trevor and you don't know the answer <laughs> yeah
0: well because I, I i thought i'd put it to you two boys and see whether um you know you guys so over are uh...
1: the one that i keep an eye on so i know yep. middle over.
0: mildenhall town is the second okay. one from the eastern counties and then from the combined counties farnham town so mickleover of 111 mildenhall 10 and farnham town 9 so that is some Fantastic. achievement from those fully great clubs in, the, in this side of the of the, um, of the the middle of
1: October. Chris, anything from you? Just to say, a big good luck. I mean, obviously, by this time this comes out, the game will have been played. But tomorrow night, South Shields under 18s are in FA Youth Cup action against York City. So big good luck to the boys as they attempt to make the first round proper.
0: Funny enough, actually, Barnett's lot play where? At home on Thursday. Very good. Wood out. So, we might be joining you in the in the first mm. round. Proper say any midweek football for you, Chris? I might get to
1: that um, FA Youth Cup game. See how it goes with work. Um, with, but, but then Saturday, uh, South Shields are at home to Kings Lynn. First time we ever played against Kings Lynn, so looking forward to that. Hey,
2: yeah, um, down there under the, eighteen's theme. And Chris, we're her away at Crawley Down Gatwick on Wednesday evening at 7.30. So good luck to them boys as well. And on any
1: Saturday
2: midweek And, 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 and I'm sorry, and I've got oh. to wish Bob Barnett good luck at home as well against the team that's a league lower. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone teams <laughs> you don't like. <laughs> good luck, Barnett. Good luck.
0: who have you got Saturday, Pete? Oh, Huge huge oh yeah Yovel, Ye- isn't it yeah Yeovil. yeah how many how many are they expecting to bring do you know not a clue but i've i've heard
2: rumors <laughs> excuse me i've heard rumors about sort of three to four hundred okay so so that that's that'll bolster the crowd a bit won't it That'd yeah good yeah so, so, so no so segregation a... um i haven't heard anything okay i'll be surprised yeah. yeah. If it's not, but... Do you Yorville know. have ultras? Do they have ultras? Well, every every club's got knobs, haven't they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it, just, it just depends how many they've got, doesn't it? So, <laughs> uh, but, that, you know, you won't find any hassle from Worthing fans anyway. No. Um, you know. So, it, it should be absolutely fine. It should be fine.
0: I'm looking forward to it. To, are you going to replay, Trev? No, I... Uh, uh, I, I was going to say I can't be bothered. Um, I was yes. <laughs> to be to be fair. I think last week I had two trips to Essex, a trip to Kent, in the space of a week. Um, so how, when we drew on Saturday, I was like, I, "I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not going to get up to the hive again." Plus, we're at home a week on Tuesday to Solihull, which is obviously a much bigger game with them in yes. third place. Oh, he's um, so
2: plastic sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, a so bit, I'm a bit i'm a bit james um plus as, plus, as, plus as well plus as well tuesday night doesn't cover in my season ticket so I yeah but funny funny enough uh, the club are uh, only charging 15 15 quid on tuesday night which is a bit more sensible but i yeah. i had planned if i was going to go anywhere uh to be Littlehampton and and Sheppy but Sheppy've got their FA Cup replay against Billericay so that game's off until the end of mm. November. You so, can come and
2: watch you can come and watch Worthing against Crawley tomorrow night in the Sussex Senior
0: Cup. Oh yeah that's on isn't it as well. Yeah but I've already it's been to Worthing. 26 26 quid. Yeah I know. I know. Chips. But I'm out Wednesday I'm out Friday. I've no no idea where I'm going Saturday I really can't remember where I decided to go. So I'll be somewhere but I've no idea where. You have um, actually
2: been busy this season, Trev. Sorry, yeah. I noticed you have been busy this season.
0: Been busy, yeah. Cool. I'm always busy, always busy trying Maybe to find get... somewhere to go. Sorry, with the
2: games, just yeah, I think gone to a lot more games.
0: Um, I don't know, up to 22 so far. Um, I can't. It's, t- I... it's 20 more than James. We, <laughs> yeah, it's 20 <laughs> more than it's nearly 20 more than Gaz. Although to be fair, actually, <laughs> I said him. I said to him at the beginning of the season when. When when Molly came along, I said I think if you do 20 games this year, you'll be lucky. But I think actually he's already up to close to ten. Wow. So Nothing too bad, but he's um he's obviously had a couple of weeks where he's not been with uh with baby issues and holidays. So um he, he might he might beat to twenty, but I think I did sixty nine last year at, at, at count, something like that. Um it's a good one. Whether, whether I beat that <laughs> this year, I don't know, but I never go by numbers. It's nice to get around and see people. Bits and pieces like that, right? Let's wrap up before uh Pete loses the will to live in the bottom corner of the screen. Um, Chris, thanks to you <laughs> and Pete for joining joining me this evening. We'll pray and fight in two weeks' time, we'll actually have five of us on here, but uh, I imagine um, James will probably still be on holiday by then, so I'm not yeah. anticipating him to be back. And Gaz, well, just a law unto himself, isn't he? So, <laughs> um, and when- chooses. He does pick and choose, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit like his, bit like his games, really. Um, and yeah. so, if you like the pod, share it around. Um, our listening figures are up this year, so which is which is great for us that people are actually uh, downloading it and listening to us. We might speak a little waffle at times, but um, you know we can't put a gag over James as he's in a different part of the county, so we just go with it how it is. If uh, you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at PNLP. Um Again, the followers are building quite nicely on there as well, so. Just get the PNLP out there for us. So until two weeks' time, we'll see you later.
2: Goodbye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more